episode of what you spinning the hip-hop bracket continues on we're in what they call in the business the sweet 16 right now 16 fantastic hip-hop albums old new whatever you want to call it however you want to categorize them it's going to be a blast but we're going to talk about that here in a little bit but i've got my boys matt and jake here with me how we doing in the business we're doing good man that's a good little there. Yeah, in the business. In the business. <laughs> uh, how we feeling? We ready to talk some some bracket? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some bracket and some music, dude. Like some new stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's dive right on in. What do we got? Let's dive. Uh, start with the Andre album. After 17 years, Andre 3000 drops an album that is not yeah. hip hop at all, which is great. Very instrumental heavy and very flute heavy and very... What the fuck was that, man? Very different. <laughs> lots, lots of people have their reactions. I saw a skit with Leslie Jones from SNL where she was like on the Daily Show doing her thing and she blew up. I don't know if you saw that. Anymore. No. But she was like, y'all turned Andre into Jethro Tull. Oh my god. <laughs> god damn it. Whoa. Um, but I think a lot of people are responding well to it. And, you know, for him to be brave like that and just drop that. You know? Yeah. I watched an interview with him uh, with GQ yesterday, kind of talking about the album and explaining kind of like what his thoughts are behind it and how he mm-hmm. talked about Outkast as well. And uh, oh wow, um, yeah, just it's, yeah. it takes a lot of balls to just do that. Yeah, and you're known <laughs> as one of like the top rappers of all time, and to just come out and be like, you know, I'm now Andre Eno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dude, especially like someone for his like level of success that he wears that mm-hmm. like for him just to do something like way out of the norm from what you'd expect from him right uh is nuts yeah it's mm-hmm. definitely very strange very weird yeah i feel like people will either love it or they'll hate it yeah like i mm-hmm. haven't looked at the review i'm still listening to it very right. much but from what it is it's really crazy and i like that it's out there especially yeah. for rap like rappers like if you think about them if they're doing something solo yeah they'll kind of do not as experimental like that they'll keep it kind of still in hip-hop yeah i guess like one example like lil yachty like Mm -hmm. when you think of him he's like his music is you know not that it's for hip-hop it's not that great but he did do like an experimental album like two or three months ago Mm -hmm. this year i forget when it was yeah it was pretty good it was like Kind of like indie music that he right, played. but for Andre to do just like an instrumental and then like a flute, it's fucking. When I out brought there, it up on Spotify, I looked at the song titles. I was like, oh, there's gonna be some sweet ass song titles, and like, I don't know, you guys saw them, like yeah. they're hilarious. Yeah, like, I know, swear I really no wanted. No way these are instrumentals, and I play it. I'm like, all right, it's slow. It's maybe it's a starting off instrumental. I'm like, fast forward the track. Nope. No. Move to the next mm-hmm. track. Nope. Yeah, it's like it's like folk punk length song titles, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be sick, and then it's yeah. just. Oh, just like the craziest shit. I don't understand, and I think that the way it's it's great music. Like it's fantastic. It literally just reminded me of when we were listening to Eno driving home from Portland. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is like same shit. Like hell yeah, shout out Andre. 
And the fact that he just did it out of nowhere, I think, is really kind of saving his ass. Because if he did all of this hype, like, I'm coming out with an album, blah, 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 the best out, you know, if he did all of this hype and promotion for it and then put this out, the streets would be on fire right now. Like, the, like, hip hop fans would be in fucking shambles right now. But the fact that he just didn't say shit about it, just Mm -hmm. dropped it, is, I think, also pretty tight because it's like oh thank god he did it that way because if he wouldn't he'd be getting fucking lambasted right now mm-hmm. but it is uh so interesting and you know like shouts out to him for doing it because it's ballsy as hell it's like god damn yeah, dude yeah. and it's hella fucking ambient dude mm-hmm. yeah, he's, i didn't even know he was into that in that interview i watched last night he was talking about not brian Eno specifically but steve reich and terry mm-hmm. riley which are like way avant-garde experimental even before you know and just like mm. Andre's got a very vast collection of music in his mind, and for him to do this is pretty cool. We knew he was kooky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, for sure. But this is like, I don't know, it's not like crazy, but it is more than it is like just very like out there. He's like Mm -hmm. an experimenter, and you could still tell. And he said, I did watch that interview too. Did you? Um, I like that you hear him speak, and he's like very kind of like open about it and he's doing laundry in the laundromat he's yeah just, he doesn't, he's like has, super casual he does that like, normally <laughs> yeah what the fuck yeah he's like this is how I connect with people you know what the fuck like, like he's so casual really cool. about it yeah. and he's not like you know super over the top with like mm-hmm. he just is like a cool dude like mm-hmm. he's and he says that in the interview too like he's like just goes there to do laundry he'll like play in the like the, uh, there's an alley there that he'll mm-hmm. just like take his flute and just play and he like played a little bit um so yeah, dude, it, it's kind of nuts, but it's just something that he was like, "Hey, I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put this yeah. out there." And it's I mean, just it, it's awesome, but it's just hilarious. It's like hilarious to think about, like my baby, don't mess up. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking Tweety Bird. Like yeah, yeah. just that. Those are one person. Right. It's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious, mm-hmm. but I love it. Shout out, dude. I'll have to check out that interview. You I did not. Yeah. I did yeah, not see cool. that. Yeah, it's cool. Interesting. It's cool that yeah that he's like that and he's just so open to do it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, think about it for it to, for him to be out of music that long. Yeah, he has to have been making music already. Mm-hmm. And he says that too that he like he had done other flute like stuff for other yeah. artists, but just didn't like publicize his name. Mm-hmm. Like in like a different alias, he was saying. Yeah. But for that whole that time to pass, like not being music, mm-hmm. he has had to have really still had such an appreciation to do what he's bringing yeah. out is you know just out there and not rap because mm-hmm. he said that it's hard to get in like the rap headspace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially at his age, I mean, he's mm-hmm. pushing fifty. He's yeah. In there, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Well, and it's that's like the same thing to kind of when that New York Times article that they did for Arm & Hammer when the new album came out they were mentioning the same thing so it's kind of cool to see these you know rappers that are getting older being like yeah it's like fucking difficult for me to want to rap about it like I don't I don't cut coke anymore like you know yeah. like I'm not doing all this shit uh, but also like to piggyback onto your point of still having an appreciation for music music for 17 years of not doing it Think about the amount, like, how your personal music taste has changed in the past 10 years, let alone 17. Like, mm-hmm. he probably listened to some wild shit. Like, all over. His musical taste has probably just gone all Everywhere. over. Yeah. So he probably did listen to some Bonkos, crazy, pre-Eno stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love it. That was, like, the, like, said some part you could hear that, like, a Eno. 
mm-hmm. with Brian Eno, you mm-hmm. can hear inspiration. He pulls from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I liked it. I don't know if I love it yet, but I definitely like it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It has, it's the, it's the fact that it's Andre, maybe. It's like, this is, I like this kind of stuff, you know, but it has like its place, obviously, too, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I didn't listen to it that day when you brought it up, because I was like, I don't know if I could work to this right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and so I did it, uh, like, a couple of times, like, uh, early morning the past couple of days, and I was like, this is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and it's just the album covers. So right. 70s feeling. Right, yeah. yeah. But shout out, Andre 3000. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, Blue, New Blue Sun. New Blue Sun, his album that just dropped out of nowhere. Flutie stuff. <laughs> out of nowhere. Just flew down. Yeah. It was like, I didn't, it like, when you were like, yeah, Andre 3000 dropped an album, I was like, oh yeah. What? And then I turned around and like went back to work and I was like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> and then and then we like got to talk about it later in the day and you're like, yeah, it's like a bunch of. Fl-. I was like, what? So I was like, so did he just fucking sit there and just eno out? You're like, yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like, pretty much. Okay, I can't wait to listen to that. Right. <laughs> it was so funny because I was just yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. And then I was like, wait, who just dropped an album? Yeah. And then come to find out, it's this is awesome <laughs> shout out and it's like an hour and a half long i'm just like yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's good though i know we were talking about it in our group chat the mm-hmm. blockhead oh yeah the, blockhead album. the mm-hmm. ox jesus christ do you want to look at if you want one album and it's obviously unintentional but looking at it in the features list if you want an album that sums up this podcast for like the past 30 episodes it's this <laughs> it's this yeah, yeah it is man look at all those features it's on got Aesop yeah. it's got Armand Hammer it's Quell got Chris. Billy Woods Quell Chris yeah, <laughs> <Quell> Chris. <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> it's got so many people that we've yeah. talked about since like the beginning of the summer uh, it's but, good man but yeah Blockhead produced uh, a shit ton of stuff with Aesop I didn't realize him and Billy had a whole project Blockhead is a hell of a producer, and Jesus Christ, is this album nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I like when uh, producers do that, where they just get like a combination album with a bunch of different yeah. features um, to like work off their beats. Mm-hmm. And you can hear that throughout the different rappers and their styles. Yeah. Um, like Arm & Hammer, they very much have that like lyrical and like very thought out. Mm-hmm. And then like you'll get like Navy Blue that's on here. Yeah. Um, Quelle Chris, one that I was like, I've been seeing a lot. Bruiser Wolf. I was gonna say I like mm-hmm. his bars. Yeah, he I had like a very his. like subtle approach, and he's very quiet. Yeah, but he was very direct. Yeah, person. it's interesting. He's an interesting one. I had I had seen his thing like his name around, but I was never yeah. heard it, and I was like, okay, I can I can get into that. Yeah, and then Akai Solo, he's also really yeah. good. He's like real underground. Mm-hmm. A lot of really good like underground picks that he brought together like underground rappers and that's cool that i like that he's like kind of you know mixing working with a bunch of different people yeah it's not the same people you know Mm -hmm. and then like the what's it like now that's what i call a posse cut volume 56 or whatever that last song on it with like billy woods danny brown there's like so many people like seven people get your future guy (laughs) last 30 seconds man (laughs) but that song mississippi that's such a good one Mm -hmm. big song man oh back to nina Oh yeah, Mississippi, goddamn. Ah, <laughs> uh, and it was this was a weird one too. Like I didn't even know anything about this, and then you just said, "Oh yeah, Arm and Hammer" on this track, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And then I was like, 
All right. And from what I've read so far, is that like Billy Woods was executive producer on it? Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Is what I've heard is that he exec produced it, which is wild. Mm -hmm. And then so that's made me. Once I saw that, I was like, let me go through like why is that a thing? And I was like, oh, him and Billy Woods have been working with each other since like 2007. Like they've been working yeah. together forever. And I was like, Jesus Christ, they have like a whole project and shit. Yeah, well, they're on the same label. Mm -hmm. on yeah. yeah, that was well, that recent, wasn't it? Oh, it's been a while. Okay, it's been a while. Yeah, interesting. Say. I did not know that. I I knew that it that he was on Backwoods, but I didn't realize it had been for like a minute. Yeah, I think it's been a while. But yeah, man, it was really good. Really good beats. Mm -hmm. Got that jazzy vibe. Yeah, right off the bat, that navy blue Billy Woods. I mean, that captures mm -hmm. you. Like, mm -hmm. so if you don't like song. that song, then get out of my face. <laughs> get out of here. It's the first song. Give me my space. So good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also, I don't know if you guys saw. So I was telling Dwayne, Danny Brown, he mm -hmm. dropped his album. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I haven't uh, listened to it. I saw Quantra, the video. I think. Neither have I. Quantra, yeah, I think is what it's called. Yeah. It, dude, he hasn't. He also hasn't dropped an album, and I mean, besides what he did with JPEG Mafia, before then it was like 2018. Yeah, around there, somewhere in there. Yeah, it'd been like three or four years. So that's cool. I'd have to listen to it. Any standout tracks? There was that one you played. Yeah, Alchemist produced. Yeah, he has a song on there that uh, Al produced. Um, he also has a lot of, not a lot, but he Bruiser Wolf. Speaking mm. of him, he was on this. Damn. Um, and it was actually surprising too. I was looking at the like the credits. A lot of it is like maybe three to four songs are produced by uh, Chris Creed and Quelly Chris. Oh wow! Like both of them. Damn. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah. So that's cool. Shout out. Uh, there's a song on there with Mike. That's also a good song. So yeah, it's. I think a lot of really good week. For, oh yeah. For new releases. Yeah. Very it's a great week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oddly enough, just random. Very random. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, what's next, you know? <laughs> what's next? It's like, we're getting a lot of, like, last-minute submissions for, like, great albums mm -hmm. right yeah. before the end of the year. Like, at the buzzer type of shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, guess what? Mm -hmm. We got all this. Right. So I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, we got maps. Like, we're good. And then it's like Arm & Hammer, fucking mm -hmm. The Ox, mm -hmm. fucking... Yeah, Andre three thousand even Danny Brown is like God damn like why were you guys sitting on this for so long Yeah, they're coming out of nowhere. Yeah, but I, I always appreciate them. We get that reissue of Goody Mob recent too for Soul Food. Yeah, be out next week. Yeah, uh, Black Friday RSD. Yeah. That's like the only the good only thing. thing I saw. Yeah, <laughs> same, <laughs> same. We are kind of snobby, but you know, there's no. probably some decent picks on there if you like crappy music. <laughs> well that and then it's also kind of the black friday record store day is kind of newer i feel like yeah uh -huh. like it wasn't a thing a while ago i think it's in like the past five years they've started doing it and it's just doesn't compare mm -hmm. to the other one and then also as we've kind of mentioned here a couple of times is they're doing record store day in such a wonky ass way nowadays that like yeah they'll be like okay here's everything and then they just will be like, oh, here's a record store day drop, and it was never listed anywhere, and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so... <laughs> and they're, like, doing it twice a year now, I think. Mm -hmm. They've been doing it twice a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one in April, which is the typical one, and then another one in summer. Mm -hmm. They're just spreading out too much. Just go back to one. Yeah, one's mm -hmm. fine. Right? <laughs> one's fine. Yeah, yeah. One. I mean, it's nice because, you know, they get kind of busy, and that line's kind of stupid to wait in. But... So I guess spacing it out, but... Still, we'll figure... They... Uh, I'm looking forward to the next one to come out 
but yeah, that soul food. Probably yeah. have to get that. I'll have to find that. But that's a kind of a good way to go into the bracket. Shall we, boys? Let's do it. All Come right. Come on in. Sorry. Okay. Let's do a little quick bracket recap. Um, we've got, uh, right now, we've got Mad Villainy versus AT Aliens, uh, 36 Chambers versus Low End Theory, Ready to Die going up against Fear of a Black Planet. Oh, man. Soul, Flu- Soul Food Ooh. going up against Pray for Haiti. Uh, that's on the left side of our bracket. Uh, and then in the right-hand side, we've got Three Feet High and Rising going up against Haram. Good Kid Mad City versus The Score. 3001 A Laced Odyssey going up against All Eyes on Me. And then Black on both sides going up against Wrath of the Math. Strong side, left side. Yeah, Let's go. Dude, it's going to be tough. It's going to be bananas. How do we feel about it, boys? We still, we still into this bracket? We still having a good time? Yes. Hell yeah. It's going to be a fun day today. Breaking it back down. Yep. I am just going to say I'm probably going to surprise on some of my things I pushed through today. Oh, really? I might. There's you might y'all might be surprised. Just saying. Okay. Okay. But that being said, do we have any thoughts, prayers before we get into this? No. No. Let's do it. All right. First up, we've got my pick of. 2004's Mad Lib and MF Doom collab album Mad Villainy by Mad Villain. Going up against Jake. Uh, it's Outcast, ATLN. 96. Gonna be that year. 96. 96. Which, I mean, it's not terribly far apart the years. No. But two very different albums. Very different. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing Mad Villainy went through in the last side. It was like him, it was like Mad Villainy going up against the infamous, and it was like, this is wild. Like, mm-hmm. very, like, similar enough, but when you really cut it down, like, very different albums, but very good for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mad Villainy being, you know, a highlight of. Uh, one of the greatest producer rap duos of all time, but also at times uh, turning into a posse cut with, you know, Quasimodo, MED, mm-hmm. um, shit, all of the people that hop on <laughs> the album toward the end of it, you know, even getting alias uh, Victor Vaughn on there, uh, going up against one of the greatest rapper duos of all time, Outkast, on mm-hmm. one of their strongest. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, we have a whole album or a whole episode dedicated to them. And a third of it was talking about fucking this album. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. It is. <laughs> it's one of those albums that's going to be hard to break off the bracket. Mm-hmm. Just based off its influence and timeless nature, and it's not dated. Like, you can play this album today and yeah. bump it and feel happy about what you're playing, because it's, it's good shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's not really comparable to anything on this bracket, I think. Um, just because it's, you know, it's that first full-fledged on the board southern rap we're here this is us getting everybody involved you know mm-hmm. dungeon family all that stuff you know those guys are all great yes. it's I, it's 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 uh crazy too because this is the second time now that we have mad villainy going up against like an old school mm-hmm. consider mm-hmm. rap yeah. album 
And it's the fact that Madrid only can hold and like mm-hmm. fight against that. Because yeah. mm-hmm. when you think about like older, um, like Rattle Bones in the 2000s, they don't really compare to the stuff in the 90s. Right. I feel like because 90s is so much more raw, so much more like just in your face hip hop like mm-hmm. just beats and yeah you know, rapping but with <clears throat> mad villainy it's like so much more experimental mm-hmm. with what it was doing and it kind of is like i guess the upbringing of underground you could say an experimental mm-hmm. music yeah especially for, sure. for doom yeah it kind of shaped the underground scene for the better part of a decade mm-hmm. when it came out you know yeah so that's what's crazy about it Mm-hmm. So you have like already one that's established as a classic, uh, AT Aliens, mm-hmm. but Mad Villainy also very much has that same right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and it's it's kind of the thing I mentioned this when we first brought up Mad Villainy in this bracket was the it's kind of like if you were super into hip hop for a while, you know, like Mad Villainy was like it was like oh everybody knows Mad Villainy that's like super into hip hop. Yeah. Doom died, and so now it's got like this huge recency plug, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's made it super popular again nowadays. And it's like, shit, man, like it, it didn't have this type of recognition for a long time. Whereas AT Aliens and Outcast, it's like, yeah, that's Andre 3000 and Big Boy. Key and Peel did a fucking yeah. sketch about him, like all of yeah. this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's yeah. that going up against its appreciation because it's it's appreciation in different rights, you know, because yeah. it's like, Italians is like everywhere and outcast is everywhere. And then yeah. doom, it's like heralded as one of the greats in the hip hop community. So it's like, fuck man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is like the hardest pick for me right now. It is. It is very much for me too. Cause you can't, you lose if whichever one mm-hmm. you're leaving behind. Yeah. There's not a winner. Yeah, I mean they're both underground in their own sense for the time they came out, right? You know, for sure. This is another one, another matchup that you could literally sit there and go track to track, and just do like that would be really interesting to do. But also, yeah. it's that close of a contest for me personally that you literally have to sit there and be like, all right, track versus track. Let's just go down the list, no, and then yeah. whichever one yeah. has the most winners, I guess. <laughs> like it's fucking, it's impossible, yeah. damn near. Hate this shit. I know. It's gonna be like this throughout the, the rest of these. Picks, I know. I We're getting know. to the meat and fucking taters of yeah, it at this point. That next side is deadly. Oh yeah. That's the thing, cause like I feel like on some of these picks that are coming up too, we can be like, you have a clear winner. Mm-hmm. Like for you, you know. Yeah. Like each of us individually can pick one. Maybe it's the same. Maybe different. Mm-hmm. With this, it's like, what do you even say? Like, what do you even pick? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really hard, cause. I mean, we've talked about two full episodes on each of these, so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's really hard to say which one. That being said, do we want to start voting it? <sighs> Fuck. Cast your votes! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. Let's go. What do you got? Start off, Jake. <laughs> you pulled ice. it out. You got to stop. I'm not Break trying to throw you under the bus. I'm going to go, all right. I'm going to go AT Aliens, man. The only reason I'm yeah. doing that, I don't know, man. I've had more appreciation lately for mm-hmm. Outcast. Like MF Doom, I feel like at this point I've heard it so much, mm-hmm. and it's everywhere that um, it's you know it's, it's already as great as it is. Yeah, and it's like at the pinnacle right now of like Doom, and it's mm-hmm. kind of weird to say too of like his career. Mm-hmm. 
For sure, because he wasn't very popular. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Is like, yeah, ever since he died, he's exploded, and it's like, yeah, shit. So it's it's kind of nuts that it's like that right now. But um, I've had appreciation with Andre with his stuff, and Mm -hmm. listening to this and his newer stuff, Mm -hmm. I was like, kind of trying to see where he was getting similarities from, Mm -hmm. and because I've been listening to both his newer stuff and you know Outcast for forever. So yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna go Outcast. Okay. Now. You pricked. <laughs> you mother. You mother. You fucking stugats. Um, you know, <laughs> for for the same reason, man. I gotta go, Mad Melanie. For the same reason. Mm, yes. Growing up, I was more into and like it's just been me as a rap fan. I was more uh, familiar with like Stank Onya and Speaker Box and uh, the first Outcast album. Didn't AT Aliens and Aquemini, I didn't get into until I was hella into rap again, which was mm-hmm. at that point I had been such a huge MF Doom fan by the time I got back into the other Outcast albums. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, and then, you know, Mad Villainy, it was what got me back into hip hop for the second time, kind of. You know, it was really the catalyst to push me over the edge to kind of dive into all of this now so i gotta go mad villainy that's fair yeah that's fair yeah and i know where you're going oh, you know where so i'm just, going so just old. um yeah i'm gonna go with uh, with outcast pick uh just because it is for me one of those nostalgic albums that uh sums up a lot of things in my early high school you know adolescent life learning about things dark side of the moon and at aliens is what we listen to getting high um hell yeah so you know those two are staples so that that alone is why i have to go with this not that i have anything against no the other album at all it's all good it's just like what you just explained you were Mm -hmm. into that side before you even found the other side of outcast yeah in my in my mind it's kind of the same thing a little similar Mm -hmm. because i was late to the mad villainy Mm -hmm. uh train but yeah no it's it's, not there's no winner in this one no that's what i was about to say is like this is when it gets like fuck dude yeah it's like shit ah but hey man honestly like i i see i would see the winner of this winning the whole thing Mm -hmm. whichever outcome it was yeah it's like this is gonna be like mad villainy was my i was like mad villainy is going to be the winner of this whole yeah if these were on separate sides of the bracket they'd be in the final yeah Exactly. Definitely. So now we got to make it a nuts final. <laughs> AT Aliens versus Haram. <laughs> it might could, fucking could end up being that. Could happen. <laughs> that could, clip it. Um, <laughs> uh, well, fuck yeah, guys. That's great. That's a great one uh, to push through on this. AT Aliens moves on uh, defeating Mad Villainy. We've talked about it, you know, three times at this point. We've talked about Doom multiple times. We still have yet to bring up uh, a couple of Doom projects that are easily yeah. top three uh, for me. I was listening mm-hmm. to one of them this morning or last night. Um, but yeah, AT Aliens moves on and it will go up against the winner of this next matchup coming up next on What You Spin in Sweet 16 of the Hip Hop Bracketology. Peace! What up, Juggalos and Juggalettes? It's time for the next matchup here on the What You Spin in Sweet 16 Hip Hop Bracketology. We're going two absolute 
powerhouses in hip hop. Two influential albums with Jacob. I think this was your pick, the first one, right? Thirty six. Yeah, Thirty six chambers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going up. Uh, this is real quick before we introduce the next one. Uh, this is blasphemy. We are in a hip hop <laughs> bracketology. There's three people here that collect records, and none of us have Thirty Six Chambers. I don't know. What but we all have this one. Yes, because we're super nerdy about this. Fantastic. Girl. We got Below End Theory by That's Tribe Called movie. Quest, released <laughs> in 1990. One, one. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, start duking it out. Two massively influential albums, as I said. Uh, I'm just going to say right now, this is the hardest one on this side of the bracket. Yeah. Hands down. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah, no, you, you are 100% you could, you correct. Could call it, it is, yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, maybe, I think this might be the toughest matchup we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Definitely the bracket. And then easily on this side right now, this is nuts. Um, but yeah, 36, we haven't talked about Low End Theory, Tribe Called Quest episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Modern rap, throw a fucking name out there, and they've been influenced by either one of these, or more than likely both. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> production uh, production as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Rap duo, or you know, rap group versus rap group. Uh, one has 80,000 people in it, and the other one has about four. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, goddamn, man. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'm surprised none of us own 36 Chambers. Yeah, that's probably why we I'm like, should. I don't know what else to say at this point. We should. <laughs> I just close. I definitely should. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying it right now. No, I don't know, man. It's, this is like, they're similar just because they're around closer to the same time frame. Mm-hmm. But still very different. One is very like gangster rap, and then mm-hmm. low end it's just jazzy. Yeah, it's really tough. I feel like I don't know, man. There isn't enough to say about both of these. Yeah, there's not. And it's like, where do you start, really? Because both of them have that first like, I don't know, in your face where it was multiple people doing things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whether it was Tribe having four people in the band when they started. Mm-hmm. And trade and bars, fight and cue and all that, and then you got Wu Tang with a handful of people in there doing the same thing. Yeah, and kind of setting that that bar high. I mean, right. like, this is us. This is what we do. Nobody else is really doing this. And then a lot of copycat acts come along after that. But you had Tribe kind of mm-hmm. getting it going, and Wu Tang taking it to the next level. Yeah. So to compare them and being better, it's it's not even a contest because you can't do that. Yeah. You just, yeah. None of it's there's nobody that's better. They're both the same. Yeah, they were they were the best to ever do their thing, respectively. Mm-hmm. Like uh, more gangster rap, like posse cut, mm-hmm. like you know, having like a hip hop posse like that. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen again right. until like the 2010s with Odd Future, and then that disbanded within like four or five years, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was as much as I love them, like we've talked about a couple members of theirs, but like Wu Tang was like they're like here's how you do it good luck trying to do it as good as we do it mm-hmm. and then uh you know having two like a two mc hip-hop group in a tribe called quest it was mm-hmm. like also here's how you do it try doing it anywhere near as good as we do it mm-hmm. because you're not going to be able to forever mm-hmm. yeah. you know it, it was but it was also like the time of it and then 
but they weren't Black Star because it wasn't. It was more feel good, you know. They yeah. weren't a De La Soul. Different. It was their own thing, and it was like, hey, here it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's what makes it difficult is because it was just like two things that were essentially the same but different in their own right and very unique and then it was like no one ever touched it again mm-hmm. like <laughs> still like very big pioneers in hip hop mm-hmm. like just for the impact that they both had mm-hmm. yeah man Wu-Tang, still... Wu-Tang I think it's more impressive just because they have so many members mm-hmm. yeah that they all work so well yeah and then this kind of spread to them branching out also with their own individual work yeah um that for a group this size to have how many of them were successful mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy mm-hmm. right like cause you typically have you know just like a maybe one or two stand out in a group that's that big mm-hmm. but it was almost all of them they had their own respective careers afterwards mm-hmm. right yeah. which is what's crazy about it and unfortunately Tribe wasn't able to do the same thing as far as like releasing solo music they're great feature artists and feature producers yeah. but never were they able to do you know Fife Dog or Q-Tip doesn't have a Liquid Swords mm-hmm. let's put it that way yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah or only built for Cuban links yeah or anything that Ghostface was doing mm-hmm. or anything Return that, to the 36 like yeah, ODB like, <laughs> you know it's it's nuts god fucking damn it I'm it's gonna crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know voting on this is just Whoa, kind of a, I'm gonna get a quarter and just flip a coin <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude this I'll, I'll start suck. it off I'm gonna start off go ahead I'm, and as much as I love Tribe I'm gonna go ahead and vote uh, Wu-Tang <sighs> because uh I mean, Jacob just kind of wrapped it up and summed yeah. it up with what he just said. Um, they all had respective careers after it. Some of them even a little bit more popular than Wu-Tang was at that time, mm-hmm. whether it be Method Man or whatnot. So, hands down. I don't know. I love Tribe. They are my guys, but... Yeah. Don't fucking fume and I know it. <laughs> Wu-Tang's my pick. Okay. Jake? Oh. What's yours? Bro, I'm going to have to go Wu-Tang. Have to, yeah. As much yeah. as, yeah, we all love tribe. Yeah, um, this is like blasphemy almost. It is, yeah. man. I feel bad. We did a whole episode <laughs> on it, man. Yeah, you have shoes. Tribe Club Quest shoes. Yeah, I did find those by the way when you I did. moved. I found them yesterday. Nice. I was yeah. so happy. I almost wore them, but I figured an MF Doom hat and tribe shoes was a little much. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Who is this guy? Yeah. Safe to say, I mean, was that would that have been your pick? Uh, low end theory uh, it was this morning and then you just went on your fucking monologue and literally that's why as soon as you said you were like or as soon as you were like done talking all I could say was god fucking damn it because I, I was like he just convinced me yeah. and I was like literally right before we started talking about this like when I stepped away to go to the bathroom I was like all right, Mad Villainy's out. I was like, I'm putting, I am putting my cart to the low end theory horse. That is my fucking champion. It's going to the finals. And then Jacob, you and you two just hyped up Wu Tang so much. I'm like, you know what? These cocksuckers are right. Yeah. Fuck low end theory. I'm like, why don't we own this? I agree. I, I came into this picking tribe, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, I am 0 for 2 on pushing proper. Or picking properly, uh, we've got thirty-six chambers by Wu Tang Clan going on to face AT Aliens in the quarterfinal. That's madness. Um, 
Shall we move on? Yeah. Yes. Alrighty. Up next, it's me and Matt. Me and you. Hey, we, we, already, we just hey, did that. We already did that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to go one for three at least. <laughs> uh, we've got Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G. Going up against uh, Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet. 1990. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just say I don't like where I think this is going because uh, I don't know. Fear of a Black Planet was a dark horse in the first it, round. It we were, you guys I, voted that shit up. Yeah, I, I, I didn't vote it up. I was like, Kanye! Yeah, I was like... <laughs> I was sitting there because like, it was the same thing that just happened. I was like, yeah, fully prepared to put graduation through and then you guys talked about Public Enemy and I was like you know what Flava Flav is the fucking man <laughs> fuck this I was like push it through <laughs> but yeah uh, boy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah this is this is another one this is uh, a little closer I feel like than uh, you know say Mad Villainy or AT Aliens mm-hmm. and Wu-Tang to low end uh, I feel like this is kind of they're kind of in the same lane you know with kind of being a little bit more aggressive mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the most part for both of these yeah, uh, massively influential. Obviously, I mean, Public Enemy. This was their magnum, like one of their magnum opuses, which is crazy to mm-hmm. think that they had more than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, Ready to Die, uh, top three, probably top three biggest hip hop albums of all time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, yeah. so that's that's my thoughts so far. <laughs> um, it's tough, man. It's, it is tough. You got, you got this album in 1990 by Public Enemy that comes out and kind of sets a tone for that political landscape to talk about that music. You mm-hmm. know, it breeds the rages against the machines. It breeds all those other bands. That This is the first hip-hop group to take that and just talk about shit that's going on in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Not just like with their own culture, but like everything and how mm-hmm. fucked up it is all around the world. And each album they made had that kind of message in it yeah and, um, it takes so, a million dude that yeah. album is nuts so to have that uh that background and kind of set the tone and set the bar and you, you don't really have any other hip-hop groups that could be compared to this public mm. enemy at all i can't think of any um mm. just the way they did their thing and again they had multiple members in there doing their thing mm-hmm. um but then you got big and ready to die as being one of the best rap albums of all time mm-hmm. uh in its own right having a way different feel made a lot longer later on mm-hmm. um, not a lot later on but years down the road so this is a weird a weird matchup very because it almost doesn't make sense to try to compare the two yeah. I think a lot of those in our, our matchups are like that but this one specifically I don't know they're just too too unique and too influential in their own rights for that mm-hmm. time period yeah you know and we could say that about a lot of our picks but this one specifically yeah know. it's because it's like there's a lot that kind of ties into that mm. thought, you know, because yeah. it's like, oh, it's a group versus a singular yeah. person. Mm-hmm. There's that, and yeah. there's that whole piece to it, and then it's like uh, lasting influence, like how Public Enemy spawned not just hip hop mm. artists, but like they were huge for like the punk scene, also, mm. you know, anth- like thrash yeah. metal. Mm-hmm. They did a whole fucking thing with Anthrax, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, and so they have their own outside of hip-hop reach which is really cool to see but then it's you know biggie it's like when i was working at zoomies back in 2017 i would have middle-aged parents like that were like you know i was like oh these people are like accountants with their kids and zoomies like singing big papa because i had it playing Mm -hmm. over the speakers and i'm like 
this is that was when I was like, dude, Biggie fucking rules. <laughs> I've got I was like I got I've got like forty and fifty year olds in my store singing it with their kids. They look like they fucking crunch numbers all day and they're in there, you know, bopping with me. I'm like, damn, all right, cool. <laughs> like Biggie's for the people. Cool. He is, man. He really is. Like he at the height of his career, like everyone was listening to Biggie. Mm-hmm. He has so many good songs on this album that they're like classics mm-hmm. for Biggie. Um, so yeah, man, it's the other the other songs are overshadowed so much by like Juicy and Big mm-hmm. Papa that you forget that there's songs like Warning, Everyday Struggle, Machine Gun yeah. Funk, Give Me the Loot. Like you forget yeah. those songs are on there because of how massive those two mm-hmm. are, yeah. <laughs> and then you go back and listen to it and you're like, Jesus Christ, dude, mm-hmm. this is insane. Everything about it, man. Yeah, production standpoint also like mm-hmm. everything everything is really good the features also on it um, you know having DJ Premier produce a couple tracks on it like mm-hmm. just what he was doing man it's it's crazy mm-hmm. so but wasn't that was that his, that was his debut right mm-hmm. yeah he did this and then uh, Life After Death Life was after death. released posthumously And that one's nuts too. Yeah, it is a nuts double album. It's like all eyes on me. <laughs> yeah. Might as well compare those two. I'm surprised we should match those two up. That would be uh, that would be a good right. Yeah, this will spawn. I think like a couple different ways we could do content here. We could do yeah. just like pit two albums against each other like that. Do like a one off on that. But for yeah, as far as having a favorite on this pick, I don't think I have a favorite. I don't have a favorite. <laughs> I, I don't like have them both. A life, right? <laughs> I like them both for various reasons. Right. And I like them both almost equally at this point. Because um, it's tough, man. It's like I've got, you know, memories listening to Public Enemy playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater on, you know, when I was a kid. And then it's like, but Biggie was everywhere for years. Like, I wasn't I wasn't able to retain a memory until, like, six years after this album came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was still, like, I remember it from that long ago. Like, um so I guess do we want to start voting or yeah uh, I with that being said and you know it's the one that I brought up originally when we covered it on the show itself uh, I'm going ready to die I'm with you on that thank god one of mine gets pushed through <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys too I mean if we don't have Biggie and Pac on for a mm-hmm. while on this bracket it's yeah. another bracket so yeah, yeah we gotta push it through as much as I love Public Enemy and this mm-hmm. album Hey, shout out Public Enemy. Like I said, no, when we started talking about this, it was a dark horse. Yeah. It beat one that all of us, I think all of us, like we said, went into that. Like, graduation's a Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Like, shout yeah. out Public Enemy, but graduation's moving through. And then we all surprised each other by pushing that through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, shout out that. Uh, yeah, the, I don't, I don't, not Public Enemy. Mm-mm. Like, what they were doing was really good, too. I mean, their yeah. album, their debut, It Takes a Million. Yeah. That one for sure is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one and everything afterwards too, like yeah, like you said, it spawned a lot of you know that political and like mm-hmm. more out there rap. And what they were doing was very much needed for hip hop. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's getting harder, man. These yeah. <laughs> these these matchups are getting real harder, and I'm like really trying to challenge myself to yeah think about them nuts so you're going yeah. ready to die also hell yeah 
Well, Ready to Die moves on into the quarterfinals. Um, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Uh, and we will be right back to go over the last pick for the left side of the bracket. Left side. Well, it's the last matchup for the left-hand side. And I don't think it's any easier than... It's easier than some. Yeah. But not much. Yeah, it's, it's, it, a, it's a tricky one, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to dissect. Uh, I don't have a dog in this fight, so I'm going to have Jake introduce his pick. Yeah, so I got Pray for Haiti. Uh, Makami. Uh, 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 21. Nice. And then... So pretty new. Yes. I've got a Goody Mob. 1992. Soul Food. Soul Food! I believe it was 92. I think it was. Yes. Uh, nuts. Nuts. Uh, did some research on Goody Mob. I realized I didn't do any research because I thought I knew who Goody Mob was. Forgot that that was CeeLo Green. Yeah, you know CeeLo? I forgot that was CeeLo because I was like, that's what made me think. I was like, who is who is in Goody Mob? And then I was like... Oh, no shit. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. But yeah, uh, so that's yeah. tight. Yeah. So, you, so you've got that uh, going up against... Uh, I, it's so weird. Like, Makami's such a weird one. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, he's out there. This album in particular, mm-hmm. executive produced by West Side Gun. It's essentially a collab album between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, both fantastic in their own right. Old school versus new. Yeah. Uh, eclectic versus classic mm-hmm. kind of southern classic yeah mm-hmm. going up against that cajun cajun feel <laughs> that it's kind of cool it's got those two little mm-hmm. you know styles in their own rights being kind of new uh yeah. goody mob setting the bar with southern rap kind of putting that out there for sure part of the outcast train you got outcast features on this album as well Mm-hmm. Um, it's a classic, man, for Southern hip hop. Yeah, mm-hmm. it having like one of the first appearances of like Outkast and Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's really good. But Makami, I feel like I've been giving him his flowers recently, just because he's been doing it for a while, mm-hmm. uh, like since the two thousands. But he's just so underground; no one knows about him. No yeah, one hears about him. Right. I was showing uh, him an album on Discogs or something. Some somebody had a collection of one of his albums, like four hundred bucks. I was like, "Come on!" Yeah. I remember yeah. you telling us that when we were talking yeah. about that album, how much he sells them for, and people just buy them. Yes, that's that's a crazy thing. Yeah. He like controls his market, mm-hmm. and like people that listen to him and appreciate him, they will buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever he puts, like he put HBO. Uh, Haitian Body Odor mm-hmm. that's probably regarded as his best album yeah he did a repress like a year or two ago he was selling like the regular copies for like a like a 900 bucks a thousand bucks Jesus uh, and Christ. they sold out everything sold out my god yeah imagine yeah. trying to get like this or like Wap Conjol's like any of yeah. those like there's a couple of his projects that I'm like into that I'm like i like this would be kind of cool, like walk on Joe, like that one mm-hmm. in particular. I want, and I'm like, no, fucking way. Yeah, there's not even. It's no. I'd have to sell my car. 
Yeah. And then some other things. Like, <laughs> like it's crazy. And a lot of his stuff, man, is like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's very sought out for yeah. in, like, underground hip-hop for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. And some of it is not even on streaming. Yeah. Like, the Gat, probably his best album, people say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on streaming anywhere. Yeah. It's an interesting move, honestly. It's an interesting move to do because it's, you know, limiting yourself that much and doing it. It's almost... It's almost like he's fucking with us, mm. you know. And it, but it's yeah. like it's an interesting kind of experiment to look at and be like, what is the value of music as an art form, uh-huh. rather than what is its, you know, because it's like, what is its value as a money making tool? Like, mm-hmm. what is it like comparing it to fine art? If you kind of look at it that way, you can almost yeah. start to make that argument of that's essentially what he's doing mm-hmm. is you know treating himself as if he was uh, kind of a basquiat or you yeah. know a pollock kind like, of move and I feel like he does that too with his like how secretive he is like he doesn't show his face who he is no lyrics online no lyrics anywhere like I think Genius had them at one point but he removed them because mm-hmm. you know he said like you have to listen to it to mm-hmm. get the lyrics or something like that along those lines mm-hmm. but yeah, two very different in their own respect and their own fields. I feel like mm-hmm. it's this is like two, twenty years apart. You you can say mm-hmm. around there, um, so very different time for each of these and when they came out and how it was like, yeah. you know, still collected and listened to nowadays. Rap rap groups were popping. Clearly, half of the side of the bracket has been rap groups from the nineties. Right. Like this, <laughs> the album's coming out in the first couple of years, like ninety one to ninety three, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Goody Mob was kind of the background, you know, but still cooking their thing in mm-hmm. the southern scene. And yeah, it's very like quiet, very underrated, mm-hmm. very not, much not so. huge. Yeah, well, I mean, CeeLo didn't get like CeeLo exploded past, like Way surpassed there, his. Yeah. Goody Mob career mm. essentially oh, big time. Yeah. which is wild mm. and then you listen to this and you're like damn dude like <laughs> CeeLo's gone viral four different times <laughs> Gnarls Barkley himself Goody Mob mm-hmm. fucking Jesus dude uh, it's talent dude talent yeah. sticks, mm-hmm. sticks with him mm-hmm. yeah. and Goody Mob they were full of talent mm-hmm. like all their all their music that they were doing and the name for this album, Soul Food, fits. You know, the song yes. Soul Food is, mm-hmm. you know, the references to Soul Food mm-hmm. and uh, their favorite dishes is hilarious. But then, like, it does have that feel. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just like comfort food. You know, it's like, this mm-hmm. is just solid, yeah. straight up solid Southern rap. Yeah. It, it is like a time capsule for that area of mm-hmm. the country and during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. <sighs> Shall that we? Being said, shall we? Yeah. Okay. We shall. Uh, I'll go first. Do it. I'm pushing through. Pray for Haiti. I'm going through. Pray for Haiti on this one. Look Whoa. at you. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pray for Haiti. <laughs> I like no. Uh, I the first when we first did this matchup, or you know when we first brought this side of the bracket up mm-hmm. and you know we talked soul food i got hell into that album that time this past week in particular i have gone back to pray for haiti a ton you know and just been like damn dude this is actually i like it a lot more now than i did when we first covered it mm-hmm. like 
and I liked it back then, but now I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, like this album fucking rules. Mm. Like yeah. just uh so call it recency bias, but I mean it's the same reason I pushed Soul Food through in the first place. And so. I got reintroduced into that full project, so mm. I love it. You know, just it was a very interesting deep dive this morning to go into all of their uh what they were up to. Mm. I did a full research on Goody Mob, but yeah, for some reason pray for Haiti recently. Uh I just kind of fell back in love with it and uh, so I'll, I'll go with that. Cool. Jake? Um, pray for Haiti, man. I brought mm-hmm. it up for a reason. I do feel like it's a good uh, like start mm-hmm. to his discography because mm-hmm. it's so like much newer and feels fresh. Yeah. The production on it. I mean, you have Conductor Williams, um, a bunch of Denny LaFlair, like these guys that are still also underground but work a lot with Westside Gun and... Makami um, and yeah everything to it his rapping styles I really do think he is a very mm-hmm. very good rapper mm-hmm. like listen to his first mixtape on Spotify mm-hmm. um, it's like it came out in like 2007 or 11 or something but it's just like fundamental hip hop damn so he has that and then he goes into the more experimental beats like mm-hmm. just opens it up to a whole new level so I'm going Makami hell yeah nice and I assume soul food. <laughs> you giving you it the pity I, vote? Yeah, no, I'm gonna give it the vote just because yeah. it's for me one of those yeah. staples for that that era of hip hop. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I I thought I was like, ooh, I was even in the boat this morning before I sat down and like did my version of like, all right, let's progress. Mm-hmm. I was on. I was like, as much as I'm getting into pray for Haiti again, like I'm still probably gonna do soul food, and then I listened to like half of them today, and I was like. Yeah. It's tough. Um, I think either way, the next step up and the bracket. Pray for Hades getting fucking decimated. Getting, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Was it's like guy. it's like when we did. Well, at least had a good run. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, anywhere else, but it's over. Yeah, it's like me bringing Isaiah Rashad to a Tupac fight. I, it, I got <laughs> decimated. I got fucking yeah, crushed got last time. Uh, but hell yeah, that concludes. This side of the Sweet 16 for the What You Spin in Hip Hop bracket, let's physically flip it over and go to the next side with Matt's pick of... Of? What you got? <laughs> How high is the waterfall? <laughs> you got Taylor's soul three feet high and rising. Boom. Ba-boom. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and this is gonna be nuts going up against Haram as we all know yeah by the way oh yeah did we have a party copy we've got welcome to the finally joined the club welcome to the club Matt welcome to the club buddy Haram Arm and Hammer from the Alchemist this is all I know is that Matt can't be mad. No, no matter what goes through, he's going to be happy. Um, no, I know. <laughs> you're wearing a very De La Soul, very three feet uh, high yeah, and rising right? hoodie as well. Very, but yeah, right? I like my... it. Uh, I mean, goddamn, man. You want to talk about two albums I fell in love with the past two years? This is it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the minute I got introduced to them, I hadn't heard De La Soul until we brought it up. Like, I hadn't heard a full project from them. Played this album a fuck ton this past summer. Uh, and then Haram I had heard maybe one time before I bought it off of Jake and I was like there's enough 
good songs on there that I was like, all right, cool. And then I listened to it like the day before I bought it from you, and I was like, no, this is one of the best albums of all fucking time mm-hmm. uh, in Haram. So uh, that being said, uh, let's dive right on into it. What do we got? What do we got? Well, like you said, you kind of got introduced to this album, De La Soul album, when mm-hmm. you started the cast. Same thing with that Haram album for me. Yeah. I didn't know about him, didn't know about Arm & Hammer at all, and to have that be my introduction, obviously been trying to find the album for a while and finally got it. Um, yeah, it's a great album. But then you got Three Feet High and Rising. It's like, <laughs> that is the definitive late 80s, early 90s, goofy, alternative hip-hop. That is yes. that is it right there. That is where it was at, and that was the bar, and then after that, everybody else kind of spawned from there. Mm-hmm. Even, um, like, kind of pre-tribe. Apart. Definitely pre-tribe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Decades apart, you know. Uh, but could one different walk... Different styles. <laughs> different vibes. Positive, yeah. interesting lyrical standpoints on both albums, where Tribe's more like Goofy with the skits, and Arm & Hammer's more, with this album, a little bit more sample-heavy. Um, and their bars are just so, like, fluid and Mm-hmm. energetic on some songs like yeah yeah stone fruit everything on like black really, sunlight yeah, all these songs. the whole the whole thing man this mm-hmm. is really tough because three feet high yeah when you brought it up i had heard of de la soul too but not also not this full album mm-hmm. just like um, one or two songs on it but mm-hmm. it really did make me love that style of hip-hop again Mm, yeah like i feel like when you're introduced to hip-hop you kind of lean more towards this style like Mm -hmm. you know with de la soul with Mm -hmm. tribe and i was like listening a lot more to like east coast like yeah you know gangster rap and all this other stuff but this like revoked like my love for that type of style of Mm hip-hop and it's very much like that super vibrant super happy uplifting um but then I feel like with Arm and Hammer, we've both had so much lately appreciation for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. with the show, with their new music coming out, everything about it. It's like yeah. right now my love for them is like at its at its yeah, most. It's at its yeah. Peak, like yeah, you know. So yeah, and I've been super interested in in their music. Um, I feel yeah. like so yeah yeah, <laughs> and it's fuck. It really is, you know, because it's. It's like one technically couldn't walk without the other one having to crawl. You know, like sure. you, you don't get a haram without a three feet high. Yeah, you know, yeah. whether like no matter how you want to slice it, it's you know they're both very they're connected in one way or the or the next. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just the it is you know that you you put it in a very interesting way when you say when you're first introduced to hip hop like this is kind of the stuff that you gear toward which is very true mm-hmm. especially nowadays for you know uh, people that I talk to it's like yeah I'm just getting into hip hop I really like these guys it's like of course you do mm-hmm. yeah. of course you do because it's easy mm-hmm. it's like and not to sound gatekeepy about it but that is it's like yeah because it's easy to listen to and then you uh, because you're not going to be like, oh, you want to learn about hip hop music? Uh, here, listen to Indian Summer by Arm and Hammer. Yeah, it's no, that's a little much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little like it's because it's just it doesn't have like a lot of these songs on Arm and Hammer don't have like a uh, stereotypical beat to them. Yeah, or yeah, like, catchy or uh-huh. anything. Yeah, it's just the lyrical content of them when you really cut it down to brass tacks mm-hmm. and the production. That's why it's like. You have to really be into the genre in order yeah. to see the full appreciation behind this mm-hmm. album. But it's like easy to appreciate too, like mm-hmm. in the sense that if you just like melodic and like thought intrusive 
hip hop paired with the alchemist beats like yeah. they've always arm and hammer has always been instrument like experimental mm-hmm. and alchemist he like kind of molded himself to fit their style yeah so his beats on this they're also very experimental mm-hmm. some of them he like you know does reverse sampling where he like reverses the sample and that's the beat and yeah you know it's crazy but it's it just kind of keeps advancing hip-hop i feel like with experimental yeah. stuff like this mm-hmm. like, you know keeping the genre moving mm-hmm. very awake it's not it's not just like you know a beat tape boom bap rap it's like i don't know it's it's really unique mm-hmm. it is 100 well i mean we might as well yeah i'll start off haram yeah haram, haram. <laughs> yeah shout out haram love moves you. on love you day last soul <laughs> love you to death but but with the love we have for this duo and all the love we've shown them going to this mm-hmm. new live and yeah know, support new album plug a new album plug in haram uh, yeah I mean, fuck, we just plugged an album that they feature on. We're like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, if you like Arminham, yeah, you don't? You're tired of us talking about it? Well, guess what? Uh, they just featured on a new album, yeah. so we're like the Arminhammer news station now. For all things Billy Woods, elusive, hand elusive, yeah. <laughs> check out what you're spinning. Uh, no, shout out, Haram. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what comes out of this next matchup, it's going to be an interesting one. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I almost wish we could just do this bracket uh, three more times and just put Haram in different places and see what it ends up going see up against goes, yeah. and see just to see what it would be up against not like you know because I feel like we'd still be like yeah push it through mm-hmm. but like it up against a mad villainy would be interesting to see the conver- like the comparison that you could make there um, but yeah uh, anyway we'll be talking about that next time uh, but for right now Shall we go into another one? Let's do it. Let's do another one. Next up, we've got my pick of Good Kid Mad City going up against Matt's pick of The Score. The Score, which I don't know. I think Jake owns that one. I do have The Score. Yes, sir. We got to bring it last time, but we're at <laughs> my place, so The Score. Wall sure. the town, the beast is loose. <laughs> 96, man. 96. Dude, that album is so just for that time, man. What a unique style. Nobody was doing like the Fuji's was back in then. No. Like that time. Timeless as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. 1996. To yeah. think that that's when it came out and to how uh, timeless a lot of those songs ended up becoming, you know, to where mm-hmm. still hearing them on the radio. Not like and not on like an oldie stage or like older station, you know. Like modern hits radio was playing Fuji's tracks back in like 2016, mm-hmm. which is the last time I heavily listened to the radio. But uh, yeah, that alone says I think a ton, you know, about this group and how influential they were. Mm-hmm. Wyclef, Miss Lauren Hill, all of them. Shit, we've talked about Miss Lauren Hill twice. <laughs> the score has so many good songs on it and so many memorable lines you know, mm-hmm. Ready or Not and Fuji Law and all those songs are just I'm repeating the lines in my head right now yeah because they're so good they complement each other so well right like Left and Praz and mm-hmm. Hill, like but I mean it's a hip hop racket mm-hmm. you know his name's coming up good old Kendrick Lamar baby good Kendrick. a good kid I mean storytelling uh, it's something that uh, is a little bit harder to find I feel like nowadays 
mm-hmm. in rap, uh, yeah. especially in the mainstream. So to have uh, someone who is now like the guy in the, like still being like true to hip hop, you know, uh, and have this be his debut, his major label debut, mm-hmm. and have it be, uh, in my personal opinion, I've said it every time I've mentioned it, one of the best storytelling albums of all time across any genre yeah. uh, is fucking bananas, you know? So it's like, that I feel like is what gives it the leg to stand on against uh, an album like The Score because it's just the magnitude of both of them is is what brings us here today, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. You got, you know, you already mentioned, you know, Zealots fucking Ready or Not uh, Killing Me Softly going up and then, but then you've got like Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, Swimming Pools, uh, fucking... Master Shirane's daughter. All of these, yeah. like, it's just. Sing it's, about me. I'm dying of thirst. Like all these mm-hmm. crazy iconic songs for Kendrick, all on the same album. Yeah. Um, I was listening actually to Kendrick yesterday on our drive back, and yeah. I appreciated it a lot more because I was just going through a lot of hip hop, a lot of different mm-hmm. hip hop, and then I brought up uh, Kendrick, yeah. and um, I played sing about me and then we went to uh what's that duckworth oh yeah. seeing the difference in his styles but mm-hmm. at the same time still being him mm-hmm. yeah. with different beats like he's very and throughout the years he's very much grown mm-hmm. on how he raps but from the get he was already hot like he was already oh yeah very much in peak form yeah i mean like section 80 you know like that section would, 80 is great that project alone you're like that it's just so young he's so young in it that you're like this is a kid who has no idea that he's about to erupt mm-hmm. like we haven't seen in a long time and then he was fucking everywhere and now it's like it's just crazy to have like seen this journey and it's like dude this wasn't actually that long ago like this is only the past like mm-hmm. <laughs> 11 years that all of this has happened yeah. and he went from being you know to this whole thing to like this album in section 82 you know being one of the like the current mount rushmore of, of rap artists I, it's so tricky for me because i brought up mm-hmm. uh, the score for a reason yeah because it sticks with me but something about kendrick seeing it in live time for me because mm-hmm. i i was very much not around for uh the score the fujis yeah but if I was, I think I would have appreciated it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but this is like our day and age, Kendrick. Like he is yeah. our hip hop right now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. I don't know. Are you gonna? Are you starting the? Movie? That being said, <laughs> yeah. do we want to start? I mean, I don't know. Do you guys have other yeah, stuff? I think we start. Yeah, I think we could. Yeah, I think we should. I'm going. I'll go first. I'll go, yeah. Kendrick. Okay. I'll go. I will. I will. Okay. stand on that with Kendrick I feel like he deserves it mm-hmm. um, we're talking about hip hop he has to be in the conversation right. and it's cool too seeing a lot of our picks actually they're like group related mm-hmm. yeah. like they're group trios multiple duos but for you to be able to do it solo right. for, mm-hmm. for such a long time as he has and still be great mm-hmm. I think that's why he gets my vote for sure absolutely Matt? I'm going the score. Just I think it's a generational thing, and for me, I just remember this album and mm-hmm. the Fuji Law video and mm-hmm. my my bedroom junior high school seeing it like midnight for the first time. Be like, what the fuck is this? 
yeah. buying the album the next day and feeling like I was the only one in my whole town that knew this band pumping <laughs> that shit all day long uh, so yeah that's cool. that's nuts to think that's about that you were like one of the only people when this came out mm-hmm. <laughs> where you lived just like what's up right. and everybody's like what are you doing you're like what are you doing <laughs> driving through the high school parking lot bumping the Fuji lot oh yeah yeah oh man god damn it <sighs> cameras turned to Dorian yeah Angle Give me my, where's my camera? Yeah. Where's my camera? Oh, right there. This camera. This camera. Tell them what you're doing. Fucking hot. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Fucking hot <laughs> ones. God damn it. Um, I hate to, I hate to keep doing it. Here, look at this puppy dog. He'll help you. You know, it's very, very sweet. That look one. at him. Um, I hate to keep doing it, man, but it's like. Just do it. The score is great, but Good Kid Mad City is, again. It's just, I did not see that. No? No. No? I felt it. Yeah. I want to pick the score so bad. There's a part of me that wants to pick it so bad, but I gotta go good kid. I'm the one that brought it up when we first did the episode. Makes sense. Uh, back on episode five, I put it in the bracket. Um, it was also kind of... I put a lot of albums in here that were like, got me back into rap music, and this was, again, another catalyst for that. So I gotta go with this. Groovy. There it is. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. We know we know what's happening here in a minute though, so don't yeah. worry. Don't this worry next section it. can be super long if you want it to, or thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. I vote the long one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, next matchup we've got my pick up against Matt's pick, which is exactly what uh, the two matchups that got us here was. Yes. Yeah. We've got my pick of Flatbush Zombies 3001 A Laced Odyssey going up against Matt. We got All Eyes on Me by Tupac. Yep. Uh, However, 3001 is one of the best album covers we have in this bracket for sure. Oh, yeah. I think that thing is so tight. The disc on it is gnarly, too. It's like a cotton candy like swirl. Yeah. Yeah. It's sweet. Um, I mean, shit, man. The it's the it's all about influence. It this is. one, it is. it's all about influence. This bracket, and I mean, it's uh, he technically should have been on the left hand side of the bracket because it's you know West Coast prominence, and Biggie mm-hmm. should have been on this side for East Coast prominence. But you can't have Biggie without the Pac. You can't have the PB without the Nutella. <laughs> Like gross. <laughs> you put peanut butter and Nutella on your sandwich? Oh fuck! <laughs> Nutella and jelly. I don't know. God damn it! This guy eats some weird stuff. God damn it! Uh, no, that doesn't sound bad though. Um, no, I. <laughs> that's like a. That's how you make a homemade Reese's peanut butter cup. Uh, but it's like the amount of memories I have listening to both of these albums. Mm-hmm. You know. It, it's truly remarkable, you know, that this is where we're at, you know, comparing something that's like so like Jacob and I have such like a an appreciation for it, but then also me personally I have such an appreciation for all eyes on me. It's you know, what got me into Tupac and everything. Heard it so much in my lifetime. Uh and then three thousand one was kinda like a little special time in my life where I was like, This is what me and all my friends are gonna listen to all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's that piece to it. Uh, but yeah, I told the story of going to rental property 
place and uh, blasting uh, ambitions as a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, made got my mind made up. There's just the tracks are endless because it's a fucking double album. Like, yeah. there's just. Every time I start thinking about how insane this Tupac album is, I just my thoughts start to snowball and nut. It just all starts to not make sense because it's just like there's so much to it. Yeah, it uh, snowballs and doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, it's just a very dense project with a lot of really good shit going on. Basically, I like. Don't get me wrong. I love Flatbush Zombies. Yeah, I love Flatbush Zombies. Me too. But, uh, I think it's a landslide here. Yeah, very much the Poly B. The, this is again Poly the Polly B effect strikes again. Mm-hmm. But uh, at some point we'll we'll be covering this album fully. Uh, Three thousand one. Yes, yes. I want to cover it fully. Uh, give Absolutely. it a full Ebbs treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, shout out Flatbush. Uh, I'll probably listen to this album tonight while Same. I edit this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got to go. All eyes on me. I ended up listening to most of that uh, this morning uh, to kind of just yes. get me in the mood. So all eyes on me moves on. I won't deny it. I won't deny it. <laughs> God damn it. You don't want to put <laughs> um, And let's wrap her up, huh? Yeah. Let's put a big old fat bow on the bad boy. <laughs> With. This is one I don't. It, this one is weird. This one's what good. should we do? This Tell one's me. good. Tell me. <laughs> it's good, but it's like you kind of think how did these two albums end up against each how other? Yeah. 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 Where do we go from here? But we've got Matt's pick with uh, most have black on both sides, nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Against black on both sides. Or sorry, that's the other pick. <laughs> 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 that was right. Wrath of the Math. <laughs> Jeru. The Damager. I mean, shit, man. <laughs> that's right. The I'm still. I still love that you brought up Jeru because mm-hmm. yes. I was like that was one that I was like oh no one I've met has ever heard of this guy hell yeah this is my weird junkyard find uh, and then you know you got most deaf and I mean I brought up a duo album with him to mm-hmm. start off this side Black of this Star, bracket yeah. with mm-hmm. Blackstar uh, massive massive album again Black on both sides uh, but Wrath of the Math is a hidden gem you know it's it's truly a diamond in the rough like i think so you gotta you gotta stumble upon it clearly whether it's a pandora or a spotify mm-hmm. shuffle <laughs> or a friend telling you about a song but goddamn shout out to you if you do because it's great stuff yeah i feel like if you appreciate hip-hop and 90s hip-hop and mm-hmm. uh, late 80s hip-hop you can like through the damage yeah especially it's classical you know, at premiere, he gives it that classical feeling. Yeah. That, you know, it's a good hip-hop album. Mm-hmm. And his rapping is really good. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it was it was a contender. I think he had a good run. Yeah. I think he had a good run. Yeah. I kind of taught, I kind of put it in the bracket to... <laughs> See what would happen. Yeah. yeah, and test also, you know, where we were at with some, I guess, old-school hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But I think... My social experiment's done. I'm quitting the podcast. Yeah. You guys are lame. Yeah. Uh, you guys have got have yeah. all the data I need. No, I, I think, honestly, I like Most Def a lot. Yeah. Like, I think maybe a little bit more than Jeru. Yeah. For yeah. multiple reasons, mm-hmm. but... Um, it was a good, it's a good one to bring up, though, because it's a good artist. Like, it's, again, the kind of that was me with Flatbush was kind of see what happens, you know? Uh, it's... And... 
what am I trying to say? Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a good one to bring up. And like with me, I would like to talk about Jeruf or, you know, do it, bring it up for an actual episode, just like I would with 3001, because there's a lot to unpack and a lot to appreciate here. Yeah. But it's like Polly B Effect Jr. Kind of, mm-hmm. because it's yeah. like yeah. any most F album that you throw up in here is going, is going to win this matchup, I feel like, like just about. Uh, but especially black on both sides. I mean, that's peak. Mm-hmm. That's peak most death. It is peak mm-hmm. most death. Um, yeah, but, in my opinion, this black on both sides is probably the most underrated album on our bracket. Yeah, I would that's, say. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Comparing all of them. I don't think it gets enough love from start to finish. That album is so good. Like, there's yeah. not a skip on there. No. Um, and people don't really know about that album. Coming out in 99, too, just shows how unique it was. And for mm-hmm. most death to have an album that long and yeah well it it was also came right at such a like the fact that it was 1999 and there was so much happening you're like wait how did this get left behind it got missed i mean a lot of people missed it myself included didn't stumble upon it until like maybe five years later oh wow after it came out i wasn't even into most stuff i think i saw most stuff on the Chappelle show i was like (laughs) oh dude he's fucking like his bars and then i found that album damn yeah going back to the new danger which isn't even greater album too yeah but yeah that i would say underrated as far as because i hadn't even heard about that album until you brought it up and then i was like oh, oh okay. shit like most def like i because i had heard of black star obviously mm-hmm. and i had heard mm-hmm. some most def but i was like oh black on both sides let's see what that's about mm-hmm. and i mean shout out to him and but yeah it's it's decimating <laughs> i think yeah. so yeah, yeah. most def is yeah he's most def Come on now. But shout out Jeru. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Uh, the album cover for it as well. Like him and like the weird like... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like posing. Yeah, the like Chinese monk outfit or whatever it looks like. It's like the big sleeves and the... It's like the writing. It's like all dramatic. Yeah. Album cover. Yeah, it's very like look... If you were looking at it, you wouldn't know what it was. It almost looks like a dub album cover or something. <laughs> like it's going to yeah. be like dub it's or rig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no... I, that's why I was like, this is such an interesting matchup because, like, how did we get here? <laughs> like, yeah. most death versus Drew. Uh, but yeah, I do think uh, I'll start off the voting. I'm going most death here. Definitely. Yeah. Most, most, most definitely. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <All right>. Sorry. <laughs> such a dad joke. That was, yeah. that was good, though. All right. That was good. Black on both sides moves on, defeating Drew the Damager, uh, Wrath of the Math. Let's go ahead and uh, do up. a quick little recap here. Let's do it. We've got AT Aliens going up against 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang Clan. We've got Ready to Die by Biggie going up against Pray for Haiti by Makami. Uh, and then moving on to the other side, we've got Haram going up against Good Kid Mad City. And then, yeah, and then All Eyes on Me going up against Black on Both Sides. Um, Dirty South. Yeah, it's going to get crazy uh, next time. And it's also going to get crazy because we're going to wrap up the bracket in one fell swoop. So we're doing uh, the quarterfinals, the semis, and then the final round uh, in one swoop. But how do we feel, guys? We're pretty confident on where we're at right now? I think so. I didn't expect the bracket's uh, shape to where it is now. Neither did I. So I like how it has panned out. It's great. It's great. Were your picks solidified that you thought we're gonna uh that i thought we're gonna move through Uh uh-huh here let's see 
Because I know you wanted, I mean, your first two picks got... <laughs> got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Uh, so I went, out of the eight I picked, I went four for four, actually. Okay. okay. Or no, five for, I went five for three. Yeah. I got AT Aliens and 36 Chambers in black on both sides wrong. Because I was going to vote black on both sides, but something told me that you guys were going to convince each other that Wrath on the Math needs to go through, and I was just going to be like, <laughs> okay. Because I... Because I was like, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm down for either one. It'd be cool to see yeah. Drew, but I was like, I think there. I was like, there's gonna be some collusion. <laughs> there's gonna be some. Yeah, what's going on? I was like, I was like, Jake's gonna talk about Drew and like convince Matt, and then you were like, nope, black on both sides rules. I was like, all right, I guess it does. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting. I honestly expected. I was like, I thought it was going to be Mad Villainy versus Low End, and I was like, that's when Mad Villainy's gonna lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or in, even if it wasn't that, I was like, Mad Villainy's definitely winning, and then going up against whoever wins thirty six, mm-hmm. and I was like, but it's not making it past that, mm-hmm. even though I wanted it to be in the finals. Mm-hmm. In my early draft board, <laughs> right. my early Mel Kiper draft board, I had it uh, <laughs> in the finals mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But no, I'm happy with where we're at right now for yeah. sure. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely makes me want to do more brackets. Yes, I've so just been thinking of more. But I've also been thinking about getting back to the general swing of things, the three album hustle. Mm-hmm. I like that too. I got some picks that I'm excited to. Yeah, bring I have up. something I'm sitting on. Very much so. But let's go ahead and sound off. This has been What You Spin In, the Sweet 16 of the Hip Hop Bracket. I'm Dorian, joined by Matt. See you later. And Jake, see you later. Go ahead and stay hydrated, stay warm, have a happy Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Make sure you take a nap before you drive home from grandma's. This is what you're spinning. Peace out.